Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. There is one backhoe on the scene and police are uh, digging right now in the backyard of this hole. It was the ending everyone feared. On June 9th, 2020, authorities executed a search warrant here at Chad Daybell's home and property. They were looking for the two children. Tylee Ryan and J.J. Vallow disappeared in September of 2019. For months, their mother, Lori Vallow Daybell, and her new husband, Chad Daybell, refused to talk to investigators or tell anybody where the kids were. Can you tell me where your kids are? I mean, there's people around the country praying for your children, praying for you guys. Why don't you give us answers? That's great. That's great. Even after Lori was arrested, she still refused to say anything about where the kids were. Lori, where are your kids? How come you're not telling anybody where your kids are all of this builds up to this morning and this action in this quiet neighborhood chad daybell was sitting in his vehicle watching investigators digging up his backyard in one of those strange coincidences Lori calls him on the phone from jail are they saving stuff again It's like these two star-crossed lovers who know the end is near. Okay, baby. I love you. That it's just a matter of time now that investigators are going to find the children. Once they removed some soil, there was what I can best describe as a black plastic bag. It was a, what appeared to be a small body, tightly wrapped. A lot of people had held out hope 
that the kids were alive. And this seemed to be the morning where reality set in. Detectives and investigators have uh, recovered what's believed to be human remains. Yeah, that, that was... That was a rough day, because, yeah, we had been so hopeful. My name's Echo Ita'aihau, and my daughter, Vaisia, and Tylee were best friends. I just always had that hope that they were alive. And so when I heard the news, I was just, like, so dumbfounded. I just completely believed that they were alive. Shortly after the remains were discovered, uh, Chad Daybell was taken into custody and booked into the Fremont County Jail. The first thing I felt after shock was just, like, anger. If you could talk to Lori now, what would you tell her? Assuming she would even answer me, just like, why? I feel like that's the only only question anyone wants to know, is just why. Tylee and JJ, I just think of fun and love. They both had unconditional love for each other. Happy family. I'll always remember them like that. By the time the remains of seven-year-old JJ Vallow and his 16-year-old sister Tylee Ryan were found, buried in shallow graves on Chad Daybell's property, they had become two of the most famous missing children in America. Everyone wanted to know what happened to them. No one wanted this. What happened to those kids is, is horrendous. Investigative reporter and CBS News consultant Morgan Lowe has covered this story since the beginning. In 30 years, I've never covered a story quite like this. This one sticks. This one is bad. Raise your right arm and face the clerk. Investigators at Chad Daybell's preliminary hearing in August described in chilling detail finding the remains of the two children in Daybell's backyard. JJ's grandparents, Kay and Larry Woodcock, could barely contain their grief as they listened. A warning to our viewers, what you are about to hear may be disturbing. They began pulling up the sod and topsoil. They started by removing a top layer of earth on a four-foot by two-foot patch of grass that was shorter than the rest. Which revealed three large white rocks, flat rocks. Beneath the rocks, they found thin pieces of wood paneling. Below that, a layer of black plastic. One of the crime scene investigators cut a hole in the top of this plastic, and beneath the black plastic was 
some white plastic, like plastic bag. And they cut through that. And what did you observe when they did that? I observed what looked to be brown human hair. The same color hair as J.J. Vallow. It was what appeared to be a small body tightly wrapped in black plastic covered in duct tape. It was J.J. A second team of investigators were searching a, a different part of the yard. This is an area the Daybell family called the Pet Cemetery. They dug up a cat. They dug up a dog. But as they dug further, they found some things that were strange. They found a melted bucket. Under the bucket was a partial human skull. What turned out to be the remains of Tylee Ryan. Because of the condition of of Tylee's remains, it's hard to tell what happened to her. The only thing we, we can know for sure is that at one point, whoever did this dismembered her body and burned it. The thought of Tylee ending up that way was almost too much for Echo Itaaiho to bear. How did you hold it together? I didn't. I didn't hold it together at all. Yeah. I didn't hold it together at all. I'm still not holding it together. Neither is Echo's daughter, Vicia, one of Tylee's best friends. I just always had that hope that they were alive. I never even considered that they weren't, because I didn't want to. The discovery of the children in Chad Daybell's backyard was the result of a complicated six-month investigation that unraveled a sordid tale of murder, greed, and religious fanaticism, a story that began with their mother, Lori Vallow. To her friend, April Raymond, a woman who once seemed incapable of harming her own children. She did everything for JJ, everything for Tylee, they were the center of her world. And so I'm not sure what hijacked that priority. April met Lori in 2015 in Hawaii. At the time, Lori was married to businessman Charles Vallow. The couple was raising two children, Tylee, Lori's teenage daughter from a former marriage, and their adopted son, JJ, the grandson of Charles's sister, Kay Woodcock. J.J. had autism, and Lori seemed the ideal mother for him, says April. J.J. was very difficult to take care of. So I really admired how patient she was with him and how much care she took of him. But it was Tylee's bond with J.J. that Vicia will always remember. I loved being around J.J. and Tylee. Tylee was really protective over J.J., and she was kind of like another mama to him. Are you taking a video of my child? Your child? My child. I just kind of loved how she would just play with him and just always have like a really good time with him. And I really love JJ. He's the sweetest soul I've ever met. But around 2017, friends say Lori's relationships with her kids began to shift about the time she started reading the books of Chad Daybell. I've recently released my autobiography, 
Daybell was a former gravedigger turned novelist and podcaster from Rexburg, Idaho, who some say was something of a local cult leader, says Morgan. He tapped into this prepper element out there, people who wanted to prepare for Armageddon. Daybell was married to this woman, Tammy, and had five children. He reportedly believed he had numerous past lives and could talk to angels. Two near-death experiences. He also claimed he could read light and dark auras. Chad had this belief that some people who were on this earth weren't really the people they were supposed to be. They were zombies. Their souls had left them, and evilness took over their bodies. And the only way to release their spirits to heaven was to kill the bodies. Sometime in 2018, Lori met Chad Daybell and spent time with him away from her family. She was a fan of his writing, and when she actually got to talk with him, yeah, just escalated from there. Lori started doing podcasts with Chad and began telling people she was a supernatural being appointed by God to lead the 144,000 chosen into the millennium. She also believes she had been appointed another, more ominous role, says April. Part of her mission on Earth was to eliminate the darkness, the demonic, the evil. April says Lori told her one of those evil beings was her own husband, Charles Vallow. The way she had explained it to me about Charles was that Charles was already dead and that there was a demon living inside of him. What did she say yesterday? She said, you're not Charles. I don't know who you are, what you did with Charles. Charles was so spooked by Lori, he went to the police. Let's come over here. Their conversation was recorded on the officer's body cam. She thinks she's a resurrected being and a, and a, a god. He was worried about his safety and the safety of his children. So what makes her a danger to herself and she to others? She threatened me, murder me, kill me. She threatened to murder you? Yes. In the winter of 2019, Charles changed the beneficiary of his $1 million life insurance policy from Lori to his sister, Kate Woodcock, JJ's biological grandmother. After almost 13 years of marriage, Charles filed for divorce. Charles Vallow had good reason to be scared. If you're a fan of 48 Hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This podcast is supported by FedEx. 
FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Won't you come over here? By the summer of 2019, Charles Vallo had gone to the police twice, claiming there was something desperately wrong with his estranged wife, Lori Vallo. She's psychologically... She's gone. Something's happened to her. But no one acted on it, and Charles Vallow let his guard down. On the morning of July 11th, Charles went to Lori's rental home in Chandler, Arizona, to pick up JJ and take him to school. He goes into the house. Lori and Tylee and JJ are there, and so is Alex Cox. Alex Cox, Lori's brother. Alex was Lori's protector. He never hesitated to resort to violence if he believed he was defending his sister. Within an hour of entering the house that morning, Charles was lying on the floor in a pool of blood, shot in the chest by Alex Cox. 911, where is your emergency? At 8.36 a.m., Alex calmly called 911. Is he breathing? I can't tell. He said, I need to report a shooting. I, I shot my brother-in-law in self-defense. And is he hurt or is he alive? Or? Yeah, there's blood. He's, he's not moving. The police arrived and shot this video of Alex on the curb outside the home. Alex told them Charles and Lori got into a fight. So you get in an argument, what is it over? Falls over my sister. He was he was uh, getting physical with her. Someone Alex says out. Tylee came out of her room with a bat. She came out to defend my sister with her bat. Alex said Charles grabbed the bat from Tylee and came at him. And he hit me in the back of the head with the bat. So I went to my room and got my gun. That so carry it. Alex says he came back and shot Charles Vallow dead. Tylee, who had gone outside with JJ, and Lori, who says she was in another room, both said they heard the shooting but didn't see it. Lori later told police that she walked past Charles on the floor and went outside. Lori, at that point, takes JJ to school, and she comes back later with Tylee. The police blurred Tylee's face because she was a minor. Hi, who are, are you? Okay, just... Stand over there for just a second, guys. What was striking about the footage that we saw was that there's no remorse. There's no, oh my gosh, my husband's dead. How long have you lived here? Like three weeks. Oh, geez. Yeah, okay. That's why the neighbors don't know us. Gotcha. <laughs> like, hi, neighbor, sorry. Are you working at all? Uh, no. Lori, Alex, and Tylee were questioned at the police headquarters. All told similar stories of self-defense and were sent home. In a troubling sign of the deception to come, Lori told a completely different story to J.J. School, Lawrence Institute for Education or Life. 
co-founder Margaret Trevilian. Our administrator came into my office and she's like, Margaret, you're not going to believe this. Lori just um, told us that Charles um, committed suicide last week. I can only say it didn't feel right. They Googled Charles Vallow's name and learned the truth. It just didn't make any sense. Why would you tell us he committed suicide last week and he's been gone for two weeks and he was actually shot by your brother? What is what is happening? A month later, Lori told them she got a new job in California and sent an email saying she was taking JJ out of school. What did you think when you read that email? Then it made sense. They wanted to start over. They wanted to start fresh. It was a fresh start, all right, but not in California. Around September 1st, Lori, Tylee, and JJ moved into this townhome in Rexburg, Idaho, not far from where Chad Daybell lived with his wife, Tammy. Lori's brother, Alex Cox, the man she considered her protector, moved into the same complex. Lori sort of viewed Alex as the destroyer of bad things in her eyes. He was there to take care of the problems. It appears the first problem was a 16-year-old girl, Tylee Ryan. We know that in the spring of 2019, Lori started referring to Tylee as a zombie to at least one of her close friends. One of those close friends was April Raymond. And she had described Tylee as having a dark spirit. Tylee spent what's believed to be the last day of her life at Yellowstone National Park with Lori, JJ, and Alex. Investigators were able to piece together what happened after this photo was taken thanks to Alex Cox. His cell phone left a digital map. Around 6.45 that evening, they left Yellowstone and drove back to the apartment complex in Rexburg. That night, we know Alex was in his own apartment. And then police tracked his cell phone to Lori's apartment at 2.45 in the morning on September 9th. He's there for a couple of hours. Then he goes back to his apartment. And then after 9 in the morning... His cell phone appears in Chad Daybell's backyard. He was at that property for over two hours that morning. After Alex Cox left the backyard, Chad Daybell wrote a text to his wife, Tammy, who wasn't home, explaining why there was a new grave in the pet cemetery. That message reads in part, well, I've had an interesting morning. I spotted a big raccoon along the fence. I hurried and got my gun. One shot did the trick. He is now in our pet cemetery. Fun times. That pet cemetery just behind that bush is where investigators found the charred remains of Tylee Ryan. The big sister who used to watch over her little brother was no longer there to protect him. If there is a picture book that captures the J.J. Vallow educators at Life School came to love, Margaret Trevilian says, this is the one. Wherever you are, my love will find you. If you're working or playing 
or sitting with friends. You can dance till you're dizzy. JJ loved dancing. Paint till you're blue. And JJ loved blue. There's no place, not one, that my love can't find you. JJ's teacher, Julia Allen, says JJ made a big impression in a small amount of time. He was a spitfire, for sure. He had a lot of energy. Um, when JJ was there, you knew he was there. When the little boy who loved to dance first came to life, a school for special needs students, he was a very different child than when he left, says Margaret. And I literally remember coming into the classroom in the beginning and him just being very closed off to then the later part of him being with us just to miss Margaret and just that 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 growth of watching him come out of himself was just wonderful and it was just the beginning I just I get so angry because he had so much possibility and um, so much potential and he had so much love um, so much love all that potential all that love gone wiped out in late September 2019 roughly two weeks after the big sister he adored disappeared are you familiar with JJ Ballo yes Melanie Gibb and her boyfriend David Warwick how long have you known Chad Daybell both of whom testified at Daybell's hearing, were staying with Lori in Rexburg the last weekend of J.J.'s life. They saw him several times during their stay. Where was he located when you saw him? He was in the family room, mostly, and then outside some. Sometime between 9 p.m. and midnight on September 22nd, the last night of their visit, Lori, Melanie, and David were in the kitchen doing a religious podcast when Alex Cox appeared. He brought JJ into the house um, during the middle of the podcast. How did Alex Cox bring JJ into the house? He carried him in and he was asleep. Melanie and David testified that Alex put JJ to bed in Lori's room, but the little boy was nowhere to be seen the next morning. What did she tell Lori you? explained why. She said that he was uh, being a zombie and climbed up on the cabinets, climbed up on top of the fridge, smashed her picture of Christ down, and then climbed up onto the upper cabinets and got between the top of the cabinet and the ceiling. Okay. And then what did she tell you? I asked to see him, and she just said that he was out of control, so she had Alex come and get him. Police learned what happened to J.J. by once again following Alex Cox's cell phone. At 9.55 a.m. on September 23, 2019, Alex returned to Chad Daybell's backyard, but this time he was only there for 17 minutes. Somehow in 17 minutes, there was a grave dug and filled in. That's not possible. Somebody else must have helped with that. This is Chad Daybell's backyard. Chad Daybell was a grave digger for a profession when he was younger. That's an awful coincidence. 
At Chad's preliminary hearing, Detective Ray Hermosillo testified the child was covered head to toe in duct tape. He had duct tape continuously wrapped from elbow all the way around his arms, over his hands, all the way to his right elbow. Why do you bind somebody's feet and hands and mouth in duct tape? You do it to keep them from yelling or talking. The way they found that body leads you to believe that J.J. was still alive because you don't go through all that trouble to somebody who's already dead. It's the last moments of the children's lives that keeps Echo up at night. I just can't bear the thought of Tylee being scared and J.J. being scared. Or, or knowing what was happening and by who. I just can't bear that thought. By the end of September 2019, Lori had a dead husband, Charles Vallow, and though no one yet knew it, two dead children. Now, the cold glare of death would shift focus to Chad Daybell's family. Roughly one month after J.J.'s death, Chad's 49-year-old wife, Tammy Daybell, died mysteriously in her sleep. Two and a half weeks later, the widower and the merry widow wed in Hawaii. Benjamin Hyde has known Chad Daybell since the two men were missionaries together when they were 19. What went on in your mind when, weeks after Tammy dies, Chad and Lori get married? That was the number one thing that told me something was horribly wrong. Two weeks after she dies, he gets remarried? That was such a huge red flag to me. What did you think when you saw the photos of Chad and Lori in Hawaii, the ukulele in hand, all smiles. That gives me the willies. Look at this. That's a real thing. It is horrifying. But the horror was only just beginning to unfold. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects. But there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next, because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Chad and Lori's hula dancing days were numbered. 
Soon after the newlyweds returned to Rexburg from Hawaii, J.J.'s grandmother, Kay Woodcock, sounded the alarm. Every time Kay Woodcock would call, there would be a different excuse about where the kids were. And finally, she had heard enough excuses that she finally reached out to the police. On November 26, 2019, two months after J.J. was last seen, Rexburg police came knocking on Lori's door looking for the little boy. So, we're here. Wow, this is a big mess. I just talked to the guy on the phone. The court released an audio-only version of that conversation. Lori goes from saying people are out to get her. I feel like I'm being tracked all the time. I'm like, why are police coming to my door? <laughs> to that big life insurance payout Kay Woodcock got from Charles Vallow. My husband switched his life insurance policy to her, right? To, <laughs> to his sister, okay. who got a million dollars when he died. And we got nothing for me to raise JJ. Lori finally gets around to JJ. He's in Arizona. Who's he with in Arizona? He's with one of my friends in Arizona. Who's the friend he's with? My friend Melanie. Police called that friend in Arizona, Melanie Gibb, to verify Lori's story. But she did not respond to their call. When the police returned to Lori's home, she embellished her story even more. Well, they were going to Frozen 2 today, so they may be at the movies. Could you get a hold of her at some point and say, can you please call back the officer that's been trying to call you? Okay, sure. Yeah, because I think they are at the movies right now. Ms. Gibb, you can uh, be seated here at this witness chair. In court, Melanie Gibb described getting a call from Lori, asking her to back up the Frozen story. And that she told the police that I had JJ, that I was at a movie called Frozen, that she asked me just to pick up my phone and take a picture, random picture of kids running around. <laughs> what did she ask you to do with that again? Take, take a picture of random kids to make it look like it was JJ. Lori told Melanie she was hiding JJ because he was in danger and his grandmother, Kay Woodcock, was the threat. Okay, what did she say about Kay? She said that um, Kay was trying to kidnap JJ. After receiving these phone calls, uh, how did it make? How did that make you feel? Um, horrible. I felt um, in shock. I was um, not okay with it because she told something to the police that was not true. I had a really bad feeling in my stomach, and I felt very shooken up by it. So shook up, she called Lori and Chad 12 days later and secretly recorded it. Hello, sweet Melanie. Hi, Chad. Hey, Lori. How are you guys? We're okay. How are you doing, babe? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. That taped phone conversation is when you can hear Chad and Lori go from, oh, yeah, everything's great, to that change where, okay, we've got a problem here. Is JJ safe? He is safe and happy. And I'm just worried for you guys because, you know, he's missing. And, you know... I know exactly where he is. He's perfectly fine. I, I think what Lori didn't bank on was that Melanie had a conscience. And Melanie was really worried about what happened. 
Melanie handed that secret recording to authorities, and investigators launched a nationwide search, but not just for JJ. It was then that they realized his sister Tylee was also missing. Everybody was hoping in the back of their minds that maybe there was a chance the kids were alive. Back then, the only two people who didn't seem concerned were Lori and Chad. Instead of helping search, they skipped off to another vacation back in Hawaii. They're in this Hawaii vacation. It's like not a care in the world. Reality and justice were not far behind. Police in Hawaii searched Lori's rental car, looking for evidence of the kids. And on January 25, 2020, she was formally served in order to produce Tylee and JJ within five days. She ignored it and was arrested on the island of Kauai on child abandonment charges. Chad showed his support in the courtroom as Lori was extradited to Rexburg, Idaho. She looks like she has handcuffs on right there. Do you see? Where are your kids? With Lori now in jail, Chad returned home. I don't know that regular people could begin to understand how he could live in that house. All the while, those kids were buried 50 feet away in the backyard. Soon, his secret was out. Police had followed Alex Cox's cell phone data to the children's graves. And on June 9th, 2020, Chad Daybell was arrested. But what about the man who led them to Daybell's backyard, Alex Cox, Lori's brother? Incredibly, he too had died. He dropped dead six months before JJ and Tylee were found. The medical examiner performed an autopsy on Alex Cox and found that he died of natural causes. And with Alex Cox went a whole incredible amount of potential information that investigators could have used on this case. Lori and Chad were charged with the same crime, conspiracy to commit destruction, alteration, or concealment of evidence. But not everyone believes they played equal parts. Some believe Chad Daybell was the driving force. Others believe it was Lori. Lori hasn't been convicted of anything yet. Do you think she played an active role in the deaths of her children? I feel like it's difficult to conceive of a scenario where she didn't. It just seems very unlikely. The evidence, of course, will speak for itself, but I can't conceive of a scenario where she wasn't involved. While J.J. was missing, no one at his old school spoke his name, as if that somehow made it less real. They tied yellow ribbons around the trees and waited for his return. Then came the news that he was never coming back. I just started crying. Um, And then it just... 
I really thought he was coming home. There was this feeling at life when the remains were found, kind of a heaviness on the campus because so many people were affected. It, it was in every classroom, in every environment. After months of silence, they started speaking J.J.'s name and couldn't stop. Because he was amazing. And we're grateful that we were chosen to share and to be part of his life for the time that we did. And now we're going to talk about it. We're going to do it for J.J. There's no place, not one, that my love can't find you. The whole school turned out to celebrate the little boy who loved to dance. We're going to talk about J.J. dancing in heaven because, by golly, he has to be dancing in heaven. It was one of many tributes to the two lost children. Name 10 things you like about me right now. Tylee's friend, Vicia, posted a kaleidoscope of memories online. She took beautiful pictures, so we would just like go to the beach and just take pictures and kind of capture certain moments. She was just so clever. Just pick up a stranger from the streets. And really quick comebacks, like so witty. There were so many times that I would just die laughing. April Raymond traveled from Utah to Rexburg, Idaho, where it all began. There were people from all walks of life at that memorial. And it didn't really matter our differences, but we were all there for Tylee and JJ. While family, friends, and strangers mourn the loss of Tylee and JJ, the children's mother and her new husband sat in jail, awaiting trial on those conspiring to destroy, alter, or conceal evidence charges. And what's infuriating to the people who follow this case is that there's nobody charged with any of these deaths. Nobody's charged with murder. Chad's old friend, Benjamin Hyde, is afraid they never will be. I'm afraid that Alex was the trigger man and Alex is already dead. So how are they going to prosecute Chad and Lori? I am horrified that law enforcement isn't going to be able to find anything to tie him to this. That terrifies me. Do you think there's a chance that Chad and Lori will walk free and all of this will be blamed on Alex, a dead man? I think it will definitely be an attempt by their defense attorneys, but I just can't conceive of a scenario where it's plausible that they had no involvement. Alex had nothing to gain from any of this other than pleasing Lori or pleasing Chad. We reached out to Chad and Lori's attorneys to ask whether their clients had some involvement in the children's deaths. Lori's attorney had no comment, and Chad's attorney did not respond. But the questions don't stop there. The body of Chad's wife, Tammy Daybell, has been exhumed, and investigators are now calling her death suspicious. Authorities in Arizona are also investigating the shooting death of Lori's former husband, Charles Vallow. It appears that Chandler police believe Lori had something to do with Charles' death. They are investigating her for conspiracy to commit murder. Despite all of Lori's talk about demons inhabiting Charles' body, Morgan Lowe says her motive may have been more mundane money.
We know that shortly after Charles's death, Lori tried to claim that life insurance policy. He had changed the beneficiary to his sister. We know that Lori was angry about that. So angry, she was still talking about it when the Rexburg police first came to her door looking for JJ. She got a million dollars. It's hard to discount the idea that a million dollar life insurance policy would be a motive for murder. But that doesn't explain the children. Why do you think the children were murdered? I feel like they were a liability. Especially Tylee was a liability for what she knew. All right, let me get your information. Remember, Tylee was there the day Charles Vallow was killed. At the time, she went along with the self-defense story. But could she have changed her mind? I feel like whatever story we were given about how Charles was killed was not the truth. And that Tylee knew the truth. And Lori, that, that was a liability. In the end, Chad and Lori's belief in evil may prove to be true. But they got one thing wrong. Authorities believe it was they who embraced the darkness and the children who embraced the light. They say it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a community to raise one of our children. And J.J. had a community, and he had so many people that loved him and wanted him. Tylee had a network of people that really did love her, and I don't know if she knew that. I wish that she had known that there were people that really loved her, even if her mother didn't. If I had one more day with JJ and Tylee, I would want them to know how much they did for me and just let them know that I love them and I've never met anyone like them. And I'll always remember them like that. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. If found guilty, Chad Daybell faces up to 20 years in prison, and Lori Vallow faces up to 10 years in prison. I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 Hours, and this is my life of crime. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
My job is to figure out who this person is. The women and men of the FBI. We are trying to get into his head. Considered armed and dangerous. Got an explosion. You are there as they take. We're going to get this guy. Them. I felt that goosebump. Down. I got him. The FBI Declassified, Tuesday, only on CBS. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.